the college basketball experience. Providence Friars 2022-23 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/wynnbet to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN merch store. Use the promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off active until the Eagles or giants lose their next game. And we got some great college football and college basketball experience t-shirts in there. So hop on over there, use that promo code and let it ride people. This is my team Cleese and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome to the college basketball experience. Providence Friars 2022 23 season preview episode. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. (laughs) It's that time of year, college hoops right around the corner. And ever since I was a kid, I love me some Providence Friar basketball. One of my uh, one of the guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures out there. I am joined though by a guy who's monumental behind the scenes of the college football experience. Monumental behind the scenes of the college basketball experience and host of the college baseball experience. You also hear him on the MLB Gambling Podcast. I mean, pretty much any, uh, he's, he's probably got 30 podcasts. I don't even know. Give it up for my guy, Noah Beanick. How you doing, Noah? What's well, good, Colby? I mean, it's been a little bit while, uh, a little while for me and you, but dude, I'm antsy for college baseball. Now, I, I know, I mean, I college baseball, MLB, but dude, there, I don't think there's a better sports game to watch, in my opinion, than a college basketball game. There's no game that like the action goes back and forth and the upsets, they make it, they make the sport fun for me to watch the way I roll. I favor the underdog. I like a lot of plus money plays and Colby, you and I recorded the sweet 16 pod uh, for the Friars in Kansas last year. May I remind you, I peppered that quadrant of the bracket. I had South Dakota state money line on Iowa, the Providence plus two, two seventy five to advance to the sweet 16. And sadly, Friars fans, I did have Kansas go into the lead eight, but that was plus 120 as well. So we both picked the Friars to cover in that game. I listened to it again prior to this podcast recording. Plus seven and a half. They won or they covered at uh, 66 61. Needless to say, it took a national championship team to end this Friars season last year. And I'm sure for Providence fans are just as antsy as I am to see what the 2022 23 season unfolds. Yeah, and I believe if memory serves me correct, couple huge shots by Remy Martin. But hey, it yeah, was a great guy. yeah, he was he was electric in the final minutes and 
Unfortunately, the Friars season came to an end. I would have loved to see Providence grab the dub there, but what a great season for Ed Cooley, 27 and six. Come on. That's uh, the best season at Providence. That is the best season at Providence since what? I think I believe it's 1974. All right. 1974 when they were 28 and four. I mean, come on, what a great job. And now, you know, you look at this team and I, I feel like I should rattle off, you know, some of, of the accolades besides, you know, w- what left, which we'll get to in a second, but you look at, at what they did a year ago. Uh, they did a lot of good things well, but they, they also, you know, had areas where they, I'm sure that they that Cooley will want to improve in. And, and first off, he did give us this gem last, last year. Um, as I continue to ramble a little bit, but he gave us this, uh, 26 minutes with Jared. Was he on any kind of pitch count? No, no, no pitch count. This isn't the major league, but I don't believe in none of that, by the way, I don't believe in pitch count, minute count, rep count. These kids are 21, 22 years old. You know, all of us old guys in here, we would die to play in a game like that for 40 minutes. Pitch come, come on, man. That's that's some BS that you know the pros use. I don't believe in that. I'm far from a pro and I'm far from pretty. That's <laughs> some NBA stuff right there. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Shout out to uh to Ed Cooley, big fan. But yeah, you look back at last year's team and yeah, uh, you know, two hundred and f- and what? Uh two hundred and sixty first in three point percentage. You you say well, well that's not great. Uh, field goal percentage they were two hundred and thirty second. So how did you win games? Well, you won games because they were a strong defensive team, but also, you know, uh, they also were a pretty damn good rebounding team. One hundred and eighteenth in the nation in offensive rebounding. Uh, it's 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 crazy when you kind of dive into the stats and try to see, you know, how how a team shakes out, and it's like. Man, if they if they could shoot a little bit better, they might have beat Kansas. You know, I, I I gotta go back and pull up the box score, but it seems like free throw shooting, three point shooting, always uh, you know, an issue for them a season ago. But yet they still had a very good year. And uh, looking at looking at this year's team and 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 seeing what all has departed, Al Durham is gone. That was a vital transfer get that they had. Uh, the you know from the season prior. Uh, 13.6 points a game, 3.4 rebounds a game, 3.4 assists. And then Nate Watson, the big man who, who played, you know, critical in a lot of games for them, uh, 13 points, 5.2 boards. He's gone. Noah Horchler, right? Uh, he was their three point guy, kind of their uh, guy to stretch the court, kind of a big man, but at the same time, liked to, to play out there on the, on the wings. I feel like no Horchler averaged uh, just shy of 10 points a game, 9.9 points per game, but 8.5 rebounds. So he was critical. Then you add in AJ Reeves, uh, just about 10 points a game, 2.6 rebounds uh, per game. And then the South Carolina transfer, Justin Manaya at 6.5 points per game, 5.5 rebounds per game. And holy shit, you have a lot of players uh, that were very uh, important to this team's success a season ago gone. Uh, what do you make of all that left Providence? Well, I mean, they lost all five starters <laughs> first off. Um, you know, there's a lot of pedigree to Ed Cooley. Now he carries that 2022 Naismith uh, college coach of the year, the Friars, they were doubted all last year, projected seventh in the preseason. They won their first ever big East title. Uh, Cooley molded a six loss team from a bunch of transfers last year. He lost all five of his starters. Like I mentioned this year, 
He brought in a new crop of trans- transfers for this year. Um, the coach of the year hasn't earned the benefit of the doubt from the pollsters, I guess. They are doubting Cooley again, projecting the Friars fifth in the Big East, 57th in Ken Palm's preseason rankings, and they're not even receiving bo- votes in the AP preseason poll. Those things are such a sham, right, Colby? <laughs> oh, they are. You know me. Don't get me started on that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, and this is a team that kind of, from an analytical standpoint, kind of defied the they odds. Were viewed as lucky yeah. last year. Yeah, I have, I have a few stats on that actually. Uh, they were fifteen and one straight up at home at the Pavilion, where they united kind of a fan base. Yes. After COVID, their home court fantastic, was rowdy. Yeah, um, but PC they were a road warrior last year, seven and two on the road, seven and three straight up as an underdog, and five of those wins as an underdog came on the road. The Friars finished three and zero in overtime and eight and one in games decided by four points or fewer. Yeah, and I think that's where they 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 still though they went as far as the bracket told us they should have went. So, you know, the analytics were wrong. Those yeah. analytical nerds were saying, ah, this team's not any good. Uh, shout out to the Friars for just a great year. Now they do return a couple, a couple decent pieces. I feel like you should be excited about Jared Bynum. Yes. The five ten guard. I believe he's out of Maryland. If memory serves me correct, uh, 12.2 points per game a season ago, four assists and, and one steal a game. Now he hit some critical shots in some of the big games. And I thought, Wow, it's great to get him back. Uh, and then Ed Croswell, you know, they got they got Ed Croswell's. I mean, you look all all throughout this team, it's hard to find a lot of returning pieces. But hey, between those two, uh, you know, yes, there's a redshirt freshman, Corey Floyd Jr. He didn't get any bur actually he was a transfer from UConn that that uh that could play a big role in this season. Um We'll get to well. Let's just get to it now, I guess. What what comes in via the portal? This is college basketball and college athletics in 2022-23, where the portal is such a huge factor. Um, it is, it is, and you saw, you know, certain teams, and and to me, the teams that are late to adapt to this, it it cost them. We watched the Final Four last year. I mean, everyone did. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> Remy Martin. We just talked about him. Transfer get from Arizona State. How key? I don't think Kansas wins a national championship without Remy Martin. He was arguably like going for the, the most outstanding player in the final. Yeah. Game. Well, how about North Carolina? Brady Manic. Without Brady Manic, I don't <laughs> think North Carolina goes to the final four. Uh, you're seeing how key uh, the transfer portal is. Houston had a couple guys too. Uh, Nova's kind of the one that defies the odds and got to the final four without really many transfers. So I do think it's a vital ingredient in today's college basketball is how can you improve your team? And are you taking the steps? And I think that the coaches that you see in the football and basketball levels now, Jay Wright being an exception last year. And, and, you know, I think Dabo Sweeney's got to find ways to get creative that that in football, but in general, in college athletics, you gotta, you gotta get hip to this because if not, you're going to get lost in the luster. You saw uh, many teams. I, I feel like over the past couple of years that have been reluctant to do moves in the portal. Uh, for a while, I thought Kentucky. Now they've adapted. They still got upset by St. Mary's, but that's my point: is that you you've seen some of these teams reluctant to do that, and it's cost them. So Ed Cooley staying ahead of it. He brings in Bryce Hopkins. Speaking of Kentucky, he comes in, uh, and I'm excited about that get because he was just a freshman, and obviously Kentucky extremely talented every year. I think you know you look. I can I can rattle off a stat: six seven. 
forward, 6.5 points per game. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, 6.5 minutes per game, 2.1 points per game. But I'm telling you, he's a lot more talented. That that Kentucky team's unbelievably loaded. So that is a gigantic get in my eyes. In my eyes, that is a gigantic get. Then, to me, a, a really big one was getting Devin Carter from from South Carolina. Going yeah. back to that well. Yes, yes, going back. Manaya was a good. Hey, now give me Carter. Frank Martin's gone. He's at UMass. Uh, Devin Carter a year ago and just 18 minutes a game uh, got nine points per game, uh, 3.8 boards, 1.8 assists. I think that's a gigantic get. Um, and he, he's kind of like a carbon copy of Manaya points and boards. Yeah. Yeah. Then they bring in Clifton Moore from LaSalle. Now this is one I need to, to circle because I, it's always a step up. You never know. Sometimes when you go out some of the smaller schools and when you bring them in, they can go to, you know, sometimes they, 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 they flourish, you know, at this level, but sometimes they, it goes the other way too. So uh, that is one. I, I think you should circle Clifton more success. I'll tell you this though, getting a six eleven forward uh, grad transfer that uh, with the explorers of LaSalle uh, played 30 minutes a game there of 13.6 rebounds, 1.2 assist. Now he's going to be your Nate Watson. He's filling the, 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 the shoes of Watson. We'll see how that transitions to playing in the big East. Um, but then, then after that, they go out and get, and I, I really like this get getting Noah lock. You yep. know, he's been all over. He's been all over. I remember him at Florida. Then he was at Louisville, uh, but still this is a, this is a grad transfer. This is easy. And I think that's something that's important too. And I look at this team on, on, on what they have veteran wise. Well, like I just alluded to Clifton Moore. Noah Locke Bynum is a grad uh, is a, is a senior, a super senior uh, and even Croswell. So you have a lot of experience there, but yeah, Noah Locke uh, just 10 points a game, just about at Louisville last year. It was, dis- it was a disaster in Louisville, not for Locke, but in general, just their, their whole, their whole basketball season last year was a disaster. So now he goes with Ed Cooley and it's going to be really interesting to watch. And then I, I alluded to this Corey Floyd jr. The, the Yukon transfer, it, it'll be uh, interesting to see because I know they were excited about that get. Now, oh, in yeah, conference, yeah, in conference, <laughs> uh, it's it's a cold world these days, man. It's cold world. <laughs> everyone's going. Everyone's like, you know what? I didn't get any burn last year. Fuck you. I'm out of here. All right. Uh, and that's the problem. But uh, but they also brought in a couple big time freshmen in Jaden Pierre uh, from from uh, Li Lutheran. That's going to be interesting to watch. And then Quante Barry, another freshman out of Winston Salem. Uh, I don't know how many of these guys will get on the court, the freshman, when I look at how experienced that team is. But I got to say, considering they lost those key pieces, it, it, I thought he did a great job adding some, some good pieces. What'd you make of that? Yeah, I thought it was a great job adding pieces as well. And uh, we mentioned it earlier in the podcast he did it last year. So that gives me more comfortability that he's going to be able to do it this year. And like you mentioned, Noah lock, he was a 39% three point shooter. That's going to do well in replacing or just giving another source of scoring other than um, Jared Bynum, who was the sixth man of the year last year. Bynum was great. 12 points, four assists, three boards averaged a game. And then he shot 41% of the three. So you got two options out there beyond the perimeter Clifton Moore is the guy that I'm a little bit higher on than you, I guess, um, mainly because he is very experienced. Whereas 
Um, Hopkins is not. He hasn't had much time on the floor over there at Kentucky. Um, more, it, he was in an A-10, not a very good team last year. Though I remember his performance against St. Bonaventure, LaSalle beat St. Bonaventure, and they had Big O over there with the Bonavent, uh, with the Bonnies. So uh, he's able to compete with some of the big bigs. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's 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 so, not that I'm it's not that I'm not high on him. I just think night in night out, if you're going in with the Big East, it's a brand new world. Now yeah, he might much, he might work out and be great, but yeah, uh, continue on. And much like you, I take recruiting rankings kind of with a, a grain of salt, but. I think how a player de- performs depends on coaching and opportunity. Each player's work ethic is different. Uh, ranking high schoolers is virtually impossible in my opinion. That's why I don't really pay much attention to them. But if rankings mean weight to you, Corey Floyd was a top 100 guard who was redshirted last year at UConn. Like we mentioned, came in from another team in the conference. And then Bryce Hopkins, he was a top 40 prospect who didn't really play much at Kentucky. Both will get their chances to play under Cooley. It's just how much time, what's going to be their opportunity. Hopkins may have a chance to start. We might talk about that a little bit here. Yeah, uh, we are going to talk the starting lineup here, but first I got to get his paid. I want to tell you that the college basketball experience Providence Friars 2022-23 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/wynnbet to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You can play in pick them contests versus other people for a shot at winning 250 K in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct uh, picks and climb up that leaderboard for your shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your skills against the house and earn 20 times the amount of money you enter. If you hit all your picks, it's not just NFL, it's NBA, it's MLB, it's PGA, it's MMA, it's even NASCAR. So uh, sign up now with the promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app in the app store to get a first deposit match of up to $25. Yes. Make sure to check out no house advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined. We're also brought to you by Babbel. Uh, if you're like me, and there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school, even though I took the fucking class uh, multiple years. Well, it's never too late to correct, you know, being a moron <laughs> uh, with Babel. I mean, well, maybe you just want to learn a language. You don't have to be a moron. I'm not saying everyone out there doing this is a moron, oh, but I'm I'll, saying I was a moron too. I yeah. took German and then played baseball with a bunch of Hispanics who spoke yeah. Spanish. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. I was sitting there. You know, I had my TI 81 calculator. I was playing that fucking drugs game. It was like you, there was some game where you sell drugs through mathematical equations. Yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. That was me. Uh, Uh, so Babel, Babel's going to be able to correct that. It's getting that second chance, that mulligan. All right. So Babel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Yes. And look with Babel, you only need for this, for me, this is perfect. 10 minute lessons. All right. 10 minute lessons for me, I had block scheduling. So the main reason why I was on my calculator, you know, selling virtual drugs, uh, I was, uh, I was, you know, I was in a spot where I was bored two hours of something. That's a little bit, that's a little bit too heavy, you know, trying to learn a new language like that. I, I don't think that's the way to do it, at least with myself. So 10 minute lessons, boom. And then in three weeks they, they start you 
you know, having real life conversations in a new language. So other language learning uh, apps use artificial intelligence, but come on, you know, it's 2022. Sometimes that AI stuff is a bunch of nonsense. How many times you read about the, 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 the cars crashing into, into each other. I still believe in humans. All right. And Babel does too, because they were, they were, their lessons were created by over 150 different language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching methods have been scientifically proven to be effective. And look, you can choose. It's not just Spanish for me. I'm doing Spanish, but it's, it's, it's 14 different languages, German, Italian, French, go on and on and on. Uh, so start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, it's language for life, baby. All right. We are back talking Friar basketball and trying to figure out the starting five here. You know, obviously I'm not in these practices and you know, for some of these teams, I can actually, I think I can, I can nail it as far as forecasting the starting five. Well, Providence is one of these teams where I feel like I take a sip of whiskey and I say, huh, this is what I would project. Jared Bynum starts. I know, you know, he was an energy guy a season ago, but still, I think he's going to start being that he's a senior, that he's one of the only guys that knows Cooley's system. I would then assume, I would then assume that it's going to be Noah Locke at the two. I agree with you there, both of them. At the three, uh, this is where it gets a little tricky. It's where it gets a tiny bit tricky here. Uh, I'm going to make the assumption that it's Devin Carter. What do you think? Yeah. At the four, it is going to be Ed Croswell at the five Clifton Moore. Do we agree? I have, I mean, I, I I agree with you there. I I had Croswell at five, but uh, I think where it gets a little bit shaky is either at the four or the five, who's the second big man starting other than Croswell. Um, And they could go small ball. They could go small ball, which I, I think uh, Cooley prided himself on out rebounding teams last year. So I don't know if they're going to going to go small ball. You have uh, Clifton Moore, and I would start him in the beginning of the season because he is a senior, a veteran who just wants to win. And he may adapt to an Ed Cooley role faster than a hotshot prospect who got a lot, who didn't get a lot of time last year. But if, Bryce Hopkins does buy into a role and doesn't quest to be a star player. Um, that guy could project to be somewhat of a Noah Horkler where he's a big stretch. He's a stretch, big man. He's got the ability to shoot a three ball, but he can grab rebounds as well. Um, that That's my like one toss up decision there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to be the starting five. It'll be interesting to see if Pierre or Barry, uh, get on the, get, get some quality burn. I know, you know, decent recruits there, but we'll see. Uh, I think that's the way to look at the starting five. If I had to gun to my head, I think that, I think that's what it is. And I think it's a pretty good starting five considering what you lost last year. You know, where, like if you were, I, I know the big East is just loaded. I know the big 12 is probably the best basketball conference, but I feel like the big East is in that realm right there because game in game out. Yeah. I I've already previewed a few of these teams in the big East. I'm looking at these starting fives and I say, you know, they're kind of neck and neck with a lot of the other ones. So the reason why I love the big East too, is it's a basketball first conference. Like this is what their athletic programs 
like care about. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're a hundred percent right. Um, let's take a look at the schedule. Let's talk at a conference schedule. So uh, the schedule starts on two Tuesday, November 8th. Hell yeah. The moving company, AKA Ryder <laughs> university is coming in to the Dunkin' Donuts center. And wow, what a, what a gift to get the ride, get the moving company in your, in your openers. Now the season opens technically on November 7th. So they have the first night off. Then on November 8th, the moving company comes in to Providence, Rhode Island. This game's on Fox sports. One, uh, one and oh, right? Yeah. Don't lose your buy games. One and oh, New Jersey team. So somewhat local, they might come in with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, but I think they get past Ryder. Then comes, you got four days off and then you got Northeastern in Providence is that uh, the Dunkin the, the dunk as well as they call it on, on Fox sports Two. Northeastern actually keeps a decent basketball program. I think if any of the first three matchups, if they were to get upset by any of the first three matchups, I think it would be Northeastern, but I still got them winning this. You, I would give it the rider, but yeah, I, I got them beaten Northeastern. All right. And then they have Stonehill new, new D one <laughs> shout out to Stonehill as they're undefeated right now in the FCS college football ranks. Remember to subscribe to the college football experience as well. Uh, this is on FS two on November 15th, Tuesday, November 15th. Uh, I got them uh, winning that one as well. Yeah. I, I think Providence just kind of rolls right through. Then comes November 19th, Saturday, November 19th. We get the 2022 basketball hall of fame tip off. Very excited. Shout out to my guy, cousin mush. I know he's a big Providence fan. He's probably going to head up to this one. If I had to imagine Jimmy Laranega and the Miami hurricanes will uh, be playing at Mohegan sun arena in Connecticut. This one gets tricky because Miami getting Nigel pack, getting a few other transfers, bringing back some guys uh, NIL in effect down there in South Florida. What are you doing here? Yeah, I agree with you. This one does get tricky. Um, for me, I think all four of these teams, they all have early season questions and their ceiling is probably third in all of their respective conferences. St. Louis, maybe you get a second there in the A-10, but Dayton looks like they are the favorite in that tur- in that conference. I think this tournament matters most to St. Louis because they got to build that the resume. Uh, resume yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. So I think they emerge and they win it because they need it. Uh, as for this Providence Miami game, the Hurricanes, they're a small ball team. I give a clear advantage to the Friars on the glass. And I think Bynum's going to hold his own over Isaiah Wong. Give me the Friars to win this one and then lose to St. Louis in the tourney final. Mm, mm, yeah. Maryland, St. Louis taken off in the other game. So they're going to get the winner or loser, depending how Providence shakes out. But Man, that Miami game is tough because here's the thing: I feel like it's tougher for Providence. Yes, Miami's bringing in a couple guys via the portal, but I feel like they have more of their glue from last season. A couple, I mean, I, they did lose some guys, but they got a couple guys. Like, there's a little bit more familiarity with Miami than Providence. And this being, you know, what twelve days after the season starts, I think I lean Miami because of that. How fast can they grow up under under Cooley or mesh together? Not necessarily grow up because they're a veteran team. Uh, I think Good it's point. kind of it's a fifty fifty game. I, I kind of lean is. Miami. Then the St. Louis Maryland angle. Who knows who wins that? But uh, I'm going to say this: they're going to get they're going to get one of those in, in, in Connecticut. So I got them. Th- I got them. What four and one coming back home November twenty third? How about yourself? You got a five and zero. Oh? 
No, I, I have them losing the St. Louis in the tourney final. I've got them four and one as well. Okay, so then Mary Mac comes to uh, comes to Providence on, on November twenty third. Mary Mac, shout out to them. They they came up a couple years ago. They uh that that should be a dub for 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 Cooley and, and the Friars. Uh, your yourself, where you where do you stand there? I agree. Uh, yep. Then they had uh, no. Then they take on Columbia out of the Ivy League. That will be a dub as well. I'm assuming you agree. Yes. Okay. Then they head in the big one here, big East, big 12 battle. Uh, this is in Fort worth, Texas taking on Jamie Dixon and TCU. This is an awesome game. And if you know, Jamie Dixon's teams, I feel like there's a little bit of an identity that is similar to, uh, to, to Providence. Uh, TCU is supposed to be loaded this year. This is on the road. If this was in, in Providence, I would probably take Providence, but it's in Fort worth. I'm taking the horn frogs of TCU to win this one. How about yourself? Yeah, I've got TCU in Fort Will- Fort worth as well. So that would ha- then have them at uh, what uh, six six at, and two out of the month yeah. of November six and two, yeah. right? You got them there as well. Uh, then comes oh man, love this matchup on December third. Archie Miller's the new head coach at Rhode Island. This game's on ESPNU uh, in Kingston, Rhode Island, at the Ryan Center. Uh, Providence at Rhode Island. Hell yeah. We love rivalry games. We love, uh, you know, that is the epitome of what college athletics, let alone college basketball is all about. And uh, I am going to take the Friars here, but I am very intrigued to see what Archie Miller can do in the first month to get ready for this matchup. I thought we were getting a classic Colby. Watch out. Watch out because this one you're on the road against another little Island in Rhode Island. Uh, in right there in your home state. And I mean, they were feisty early in the season and they fell off in conference play. Um, just watch out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, have, I have Providence winning this one, but not I got an easy task. Yeah. Yeah. And then afterwards on December 7th, they host Manhattan. Manhattan was all right last year, but uh, I think they should be able to handle Manhattan. Uh, and uh, you got them. You got Manhattan, or or perhaps their matchup on December tenth against Albany. Those games are on FS1. I I think they should be able to cruise past those. Yeah, me too. Shout out Manhattan. They recruited me for a little bit for baseball, but yeah, I got two wins there for Providence. There we go. Shout out to the Jaspers. Uh, then the, the Big East is a little bit different than some of these other conferences. They start conference play uh, Saturday, December seventeenth. Hell yeah! So at a conference before I get to the the conference play. At a conference, what is a great season? I think, or a, a great expectation for Cooley to keep this program rolling. I would say, you know, one or two losses at a at a conference is a really good one. Realistically, I think two or three, right? Um, yeah. What would be terrible? Anything more than that? I think you might panic, especially if you got to five or something. I think it would be, you know, disappointing. Uh, then conference play starts on November 17th. So what we'll do is we'll stop at the end of 2022 and then we'll look at 2023, but I'm curious. Uh, they open up awesome matchup Providence at Seton hall, Shaheen Holloway, the new coach there with the pirates. Uh, this game's on Fox. Um, Shaheen Holloway is bringing in some transfers too. What do you make of Providence at Seton hall? Talk about a coin flip game to me. I think I give Providence a slight edge, but the fact it's on the road at Seton hall and the buzz created by Shaheen Holloway that co- he's coaching at his alma mater. I, I think, uh, <sighs> give me Seton hall. I love the term coin flip game. Cause I think this one is quite literally 
a coin flip. And the road environment, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, it didn't affect the Friars last year. Brand new coach over there with Shaheen Holloway uh, for Satan Hall. I have Providence winning this game as they were seven and two on the road and five of those were as an underdog. So I think they would probably enter this one as an underdog. And I'm going to give this one the edge for the Friars because later on in the schedule, I think it gets really tough on the road. All right. Well then on December 20th, they host Shaka smart and Marquette year one Shaka smart way ahead of schedule lost a couple guys this from this off season. So people were thinking, Oh, you know, they were projected. Some of the, some publications had them as far as last in, in the big East uh, or second to last a season ago, Shaka got them to the NCAA tournament. They did get destroyed when they got there, but still uh, I great first season for Shaka smart year two. They, it seems out, like they lost the national champions. So yeah. they got destroyed, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the runner up or the yeah. runner up. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Taking on Marquette. I got them beating Marquette though. It's at the dunk. Nobody comes into the dunk and grabs a dub. All right, let's go. December 20th. It's Christmas time. You know, don't do any of your fucking shopping on the 20th. Go to the game. Come on fans out there. Uh, I, what are you, what are you doing here? They renamed the court. Uh, they I probably, I saw America. <laughs> Amica mutual yeah. pavilion. Get all that shit out of here. It's called the dunk. All right. It is. I, I think I called it the <laughs> pavilion earlier, but it is the dunk. Um, yeah. I've got them beaten Marquette here. Uh, then comes, and this is the final game of the season uh, for 2022. As you know, obviously college basketball season goes into 23. Uh, they are in Indianapolis, Indiana, Hinkle field house. One of my favorite places to catch a basketball game. Uh, taking on the Butler Bulldogs. And look, this is one I haven't released. It's coming out right away. So by the time you listen to this, it's probably going to be out. I just did the Butler preview. I am high on Butler. I am higher on Butler than what many people are expecting. Yeah. I'm taking Butler to win this game. Ad Henkel. I think dad Mata, uh, first off great hire should have never been fired from Ohio state. Then the, the amount of talent that he brought in, I am sold on what is going on there. Now Ed Cooley's fantastic. I, I think he did a great job patching together some key pieces, but I, I think it's a tough trip in Indianapolis. I got Butler winning this. How about yourself? It's a tough trip, but I'm going to give this one to the Friars as well. Mm. I think I think on the road, like I mentioned, that record stands alone uh, from last year. They performed well. I'm not going to hold that against Cooley. He's one of my favorite coaches that I loved back in last year. Um, I I do believe that the road games catch up to them later on the schedule, like I already hinted. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, now we'll get into uh, to to the conference or you know 2023 play. But before I get there, I want to tell you folks out there that the college basketball experience is brought to you by Fubo TV. If you watch football and basketball, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football and basketball. They got the NFL Red Zone. They got games in 4K at no extra charge. There's over a hundred channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. You can watch it on all your devices. Never miss a game or uh, maybe an an episode of your favorite TV show because they give you included cloud-based DVR. Plus there's no contract. There's no commitment. You can cancel at any time right now. You can try Fubo TV for free for seven days. Get 15% off your first month. People just go to Fubo TV.com slash SGP. That's F U B O TV.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all the major sports books. You can also compare the different sign up codes and promo codes from sports book to sports book to assure yourself 
that you get yourself the very best deal possible. It also is a bet tracker. So betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity for a guy like me. That's always huge. Cause I find myself in November and December betting on like 30 different fucking sports. Uh, organize it for me. That's always fantastic. Go to oddtrader.com slash blue wire oddtrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right. We are back talking fryer basketball here and let's, you know, I'm not going to go game by game. Cause you never know biggies play. Every team's good. You never know what the injury situation will be, but I, I, I want to have you look into 2023 at their schedule and say, what is the three game stretch that is going to be the most critical for the Friars. Like they, they gotta come out of there with some, you know, it's, can they survive it a, and can they grab a couple wins because they're going to be resume builders for, for getting in the big dance. Um, I can tell you, you know, the big East and, 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 and yeah, we'll, we'll talk after that, but what, what is the three game stretch that you see that just says, Whoa, I think I, I have my eyes on one and I'm curious if it's the same as yours. It's a uh, gauntlet. I have two little stretches of three games that I'll give you, but the one that I think is going to matter most comes in February, where they have Creighton at home, Villanova at home. That's those are going to be two huge, huge games where they're going to have the crowd on their side, um, and then they have UConn on the road uh, just four days after that Nova game at home. A hundred percent. That's exactly what I had circled. Because what can get you into the NCAA tournament and what can get you decent seating? Uh, wins against hey Creighton's projected to be in the top ten. They're probably going to be in the top ten. Uh, Jay Wright might be gone, but I think they did the right hire by bringing in Kyle Neptune, who's familiar with the program, being Wright's former assistant. I think those are two tournament teams right there. If you could score wins against them at home at the dunk on national television, that would be huge. And then the game at UConn. I had the same three game stretch circled. So and we didn't talk about this pre episode. Do you uh, have a trap game? Uh, trap game. I would say leading up to that, potentially the game at St. John's St. John's I've had a hard time getting a read on St. John's with Mike Anderson. Obviously he's on the hot seat there. He brings in some big time recruits, posh Alexander's back. Um, but that's a tricky game because you are probably thinking, Hey, we got Creighton. I, th- I do expect Creighton to be in the top 10 to 15. And I think Novo probably will be in that vicinity, you know, somewhere in the top 25 as well. So you are going to be looking ahead there and you got to go to Queens or not even Queens. You're, you're, this one's in Madison square garden. So it's a sleepy spot there for you because you're probably looking ahead. How about yourself? Yeah, I, I like your spot there. I'm going to go with a spot where they have uh, two road games in a row there. Um, January 14th, they go on the road and play Creighton. That one's going to be a tough one, but then their next game after that is January 18th in the midweek. They have a back-to-back road. They go, uh, to Marquette up in up in Wisconsin last year they lost 88 to 56 um they cannot do that again this year if they want to uh, make a good statement and get up there in the big east um, try to repeat or I mean who knows maybe they're in a little bit of trouble early on in the year that's that's a bad loss I think with the way that Marquette is being projected this year yeah yeah you're right and that makes a lot of sense okay so now, now I know this is incredibly hard to do without knowing injuries, without knowing, you know, what can, can happen in a season, but where do you think, cause I can tell you my answer, but Providence will fall within the pecking order of the big East, which I, it's such a great conference. I would say like one through 10 is really good. And you've had the in the cellar for a while, but I, I thought they showed some signs of life in Stubblefield's first year there. Uh, I know losing Jones to St. John's is huge, but I, I feel like, uh, 
I feel like this is there's not much of a a gap between especially like team the third team in the Big East uh in the just in the to 10th. speak to the skill of this conference Xavier lost like 11 straight games or what whatnot what was that at the end of the year they were like top five in the country after a couple of big wins and then they just plummeted well and, and they won the NIT even and I was the guy that projected them to make the NC or that I I said they got the tournament the committee got it wrong they should have been in and boom then they go win the NIT and make me look like a fucking genius so shout out to the Musketeers so l- let me ask you what is your pecking order then of of uh, you know where Providence will fit within the Big East and and where you have them so I I think there's a clear uh, three headed dragon in Creighton Villanova and UConn a lot of people think that Creighton's going to win this one. Um, Villanova with the new coach Neptune scares me a little bit. I like UConn to actually win the conference this year. Um, and then Providence, I think falls into that second tier where you have uh, Providence Seton hall, you have Xavier, you're high on Butler. St. John's is also getting a lot of talk. I think we could see the best finish for Providence, like best case scenarios, third worst case scenarios, eight. I'm going to go, I'm going to put them at sixth in the big East. Mm, mm, okay. So yeah, I, I don't have a three headed drag. I think it's, I think it's more so one headed dragon, maybe two. Uh, Neptune is a little bit of a question mark, but I think it maybe is. two, I got Creighton and Nova on that next level. Yukon. Yes. I obviously Sonogo's back. You know, it's, it's another year building the program for Hurley. I do think they're really good, but I think those games I, I, I put Zay, obviously Sean Miller comes in the Xavier. They're an experienced team. I think they're going to be a lot better. But I put I put Butler in that mix. I put like honestly from three. I think Creighton and Nova will finish in the top two, right? And I'm not even all the way sold on the Nova play. No, neither am I. After that, I I can make the case that Providence could finish second or third. I could also make the case that they could finish tenth because I think another thing is Georgetown. I thought did a great job in the portal. Uh, I got them. I got them. Uh, my pecking order gun to my head right now is I would go Creighton one, Nova two. Ooh, three is tough. Three is really tough. Uh, let's go at three. I'm going to go. I'll go. UConn. You're going to pin yourself for all these other team previews. I'll go. Yeah, it's true. I'll go. UConn four, four Butler five, Xavier six. I got six, but I got Providence coming in sixth. So we're both at sixth place for Providence. Maybe, maybe. Best, like I said, best case, uh, best case scenario is three. Yeah. And and worst case I could actually see it. And I don't mean this as a shot at Cooley. I, this is a testament to how great the big East is. I I could see a 10th, you know? So I think they come in ahead of DePaul DePaul's in a rough spot. Well, there's 11. Uh, So, so DePaul could still be number 11 and, and Providence. I'm just saying, I I think they're above (laughs) DePaul. I, I mean, Marquette, I also took a little bit of a dump on in this broadcast. So maybe, maybe nine is the lowest. I think eight's the lowest though for them. Well, how about this is Providence in the NCAA tournament this year? Yes. <clears throat> I think they're probably an eight and nine seed. I think they get in too. I think they're a bubble team. I okay. think they're a bubble team that gets in. All right. You, I'm, so you're projecting them to come in sixth and then you're going to put them on the bubble in the big East. Well, I mean, I, uh, you're talking about one game, like they could, if they lose, if they win one game from six to four, I don't think it would be a big gap. And then they could also in, you know, seventh, eighth. I mean, honestly, honestly, St. John's, when I look at their starting five, I think it's right on par with, with Providence's. When I look at Seton hall starting five, I go, man, these are going to come down to critical games. I cannot 
decide which team is better. Uh, but yes, I got them in the NCAA tournament. Don't worry. Let's go. Right. Let's go, Friars. All right. There, come on. Guilty pleasure. I said I've been liking them since the days of fucking Marty Conlon. All right. Providence. Hey, how about you start your football program? Let's do that. All right. Let's get the football go. program going. I see the road. I see Rhode Island and Bryant doing some things up there. Let's go. New. It's a new era. College athletic. Get some. Get some. Let's let's get some stuff going with the football program, That's folks. Football yes, previous. yes, <laughs> yes. Let's go, uh, folks. Subscribe to the college basketball experience. Make sure you give Noah a follow on Twitter uh, at seventy uh, seven NB. You see it right there if you're watching on YouTube. Remember, subscribe on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash the college experience. We come together with the college football experience. Subscribe to the college football experience. Subscribe to the college baseball experience, which which Noah Beanick is at the forefront of right there. And uh, also check out the sports gambling podcast. Oh yeah. You're just an NFL guy. Uh, I like my Providence basketball and I like NFL. Oh, well, Ryan, real money Kramer and shot stack and the money green have been fucking destroying the NFL for like a, over a decade. All right. Sean gave away a, a lineup, a DFS lineup, the one over 200 K boom. What are you doing? Subscribe to the sports gambling podcast. People check out the NFL gambling podcast. Check out what it's, it's still, it's still, this is October. It's baseball season. Check out the MLB gambling podcast. Noah does great work there too. Uh, what else do we got? We got soccer around the corner world cup. All right. Check out the soccer gambling podcast. It's you even the, to mention that you make appearances on SGP with college basketball. So there we go. There we go. You see that? It's helping me out there. Check out you get the SGPN app. You'll have access to all of it. Come talk Providence hoops with us in the discord sports podcast.com slash discord. I'm telling you, we got a lot of good stuff to plug. You got to check it all out. It's a lot of fun folks. I can't wait for the season. And when the season starts, don't forget that I will be giving you a podcast every single night of the college basketball season. We'll be talking best bets. I will handicap every single game. Uh, we will handicap every single game. Me, Patty C N C Nick, Noah B Nick, uh, Ryan McIntyre. We got the whole crew. So uh, we've been doing this for years, every single night of the season. All right. You got no excuses. All right. Check it out. This is the college basketball experience. Providence Friar style. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. And you're nothing but a chameleon, a lemon-headed, coward, tailless pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. It's easy to see a tide turn. When we were winning conference titles and going to the Final Four, we were making a statement. I feel. Damn sick and tired of getting out rebounded. 25 offensive rebounds. First time we block out with your call for Damn block out. We're pushing people. Meanwhile, they're on the other court grabbing rebound, go over the top and grabbing them. We get one offensive rebound, then we call for over the back. Coaching on, we're all, our coaching did a horrible job. The players did a horrible job. We got our ass kicked in that second half. It sucked. It stuck.